0: Welcome to bossy brilliant and badass a weekly conversation about business careers and personal development designed to inspire educate and motivate you and sometimes ourselves to show up powerfully live fearlessly and to find and unleash your inner badass I'm Lisa Lindsay
1: I'm Liz Green
0: welcome to the show. Welcome back to another episode of Bossy, Brilliant to Badass. I'm Lisa Lindsay here with my quarantine co-host, Liz Green. Liz, how are you?
1: I'm okay, Lisa, under the circumstances. My goodness,
0: how are you? I'm good. I'm good. You know, it's crazy out here. So much stuff has been happening. And I think since the last time we talked everything has changed like everything is doubly bad as the last time we talked right oh
1: my goodness yeah just in one week it's just craziness here in new york city y'all
0: i know i don't i don't know where that y'all came (laughs) from i thought you were from canada (laughs) but it's it's a well worth it y'all let me tell you But yeah, I mean, how are you faring? Are you going outside at all, Lisa? I am going outside, although I'll be completely honest, I did not go out the last two days. And when we are done here today, I am booking it. I have to get out of this apartment. It is ridiculous. I can't do it. I cannot stand it. I can't stand it. (laughs)
1: Well, I I hear you. You know, because in New York City, our apartments are so small, and of course, my husband and I, being quarantined in these small quarters, it's just you know, I'm I'm half the time like I don't care if I catch the virus, I'm out.
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, I suppose I, <laughs> I can't suppose, be
0: around you any longer. I
1: suppose you need some
0: alone time now, right? Yeah,
1: right. I'm just gonna get my hula hoop and keep my. Social distance and walk around and with my mask and my gloves. Yes, yeah, but it it, <laughs> yeah, exactly. But in all seriousness, though, um, we have been pretty good. We go out for our morning jog, mm-hmm. and then um, we might pop in really quickly into the drugstore, the grocery store, to, to get a couple of items, and then we're back home. And uh, you know, but going forward, I I'm getting so nervous that. I was saying to my husband today, I don't think we should go out at all, you know, not even on our morning jog. And um, how, how, are, how do you feel about all that?
0: I still think you should go out on your morning jog. I understand where the nervousness is coming from, but I really think you should still go um, because, mm-hmm. you know, maybe shorten it, right? But I still think you should go um, simply because, I mean, we have to, I told you last week, I am a massive introvert and being inside is okay for me. But here's the truth. It's actually not talking to people that's okay for me. Not talking to people on TV is okay for me. I'm okay Mm. with that. It's not that bad. But being outside and getting some sun and not being cooped up in this place is what is not okay for me. (laughs) Right, right. My friends sent me a text today just before we got on to start recording that Andrew Cuomo just announced that he expects for this specific type of lockdown to go on for four to nine months, which Mm. (laughs) does not sound good. If I'm only two two weeks in and I'm already losing my mind and I'm the kind of person who can handle this. I'm worried about everybody else out there. So um, it'll be really exciting for us to be able to give our audience some tips that they can take and use to be able to help them get through these um, what is just unbelievably trying times.
1: So I am just so thrilled that uh, we're, we have a very special guest. Her name is Louise Lipman, and she is a licensed psychotherapist, and LCSWR, and she's a practitioner of psychodrama and private practice here in New York. And she is the director of Psychodrama and Creative Arts Therapy Institute here in New York. And um, it's great because her areas of expertise are in trauma and substance abuse, among other things. And I am very honored to call her a friend. She's a colleague. She's my mentor and trainer in group psychodrama action methods. And so, without further ado, hi Louise. Welcome. Hi.
2: Hi Lisa. The three Ls.
0: Yes. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Welcome to the show. Welcome to the show. We're really excited to have you here. Oh,
1: thank you. I'm so thrilled and honored to be asked. Awesome. So, Louise, you know, so many people out there are experiencing feelings of fear, anxiety, you bet. Uh, depression, and, and the list goes on and on. Mm-hmm. So could you just speak a little bit to that for us today?
2: Absolutely. You know, it's, um, I have lived in New York for most of my life. And so I went through uh, Hurricane Sandy. I went through 9-11. I went Mm. through a blackout one summer. and remember that one. Right? And it was awful. And all of them together don't even really compare to what we're going through now. Although it kind of feels like a cross between all of them. You know, I I live down in Greenwich Village and my neighborhood is dead. Nobody's on the street. Right. Uh, I live um, in a building. On one end of the building is a bar that stays open all night. On the other end is a restaurant. And usually on Saturday night, people are breaking up on my stoop
0: and nobody's wait here. wait wait pause <laughs> what do you mean breaking up on your stoop
2: well they come out of the bar they're a little bit drunk they're having a good time and my stoop is the first place for them to sit down and have an argument
0: <laughs> <laughs> must make for some fun saturday nights
2: oh yeah <laughs> and yes and i miss it and it's huh, quite, I you know i never thought that i would say that lisa but i do and uh, my apartment faces right out on the street. So I kind of see the traffic going by and everything. There's nothing.
1: Yeah. Right. So it's a
2: little scary, you
0: know, to feel Mm -hmm. the
2: way this incredible city has stopped dead in its tracks.
0: Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, I've seen those pictures of Times Square. And if you've ever seen a picture of Times Square, if you've ever been in Times Square, the fact that Times Square looks like that, Is unbelievable to me. Um, The only other time I've ever seen it that way was when I came out. I was working in law firms, and I came out from a Saturday night, early Sunday morning shift. It was must have been like just before five o'clock. I was getting done with my shift on a Sunday morning, and Times Square was dead. But every other time, Times Square is always so full of life. So it's so weird to see the lights down. And no one on the street. It's it looks like
1: a, sh- a shot, for a poster from a movie, right? When you see pictures, this is unbelievable.
0: Yeah, a dystopian movie.
1: Yeah, and you know the thing is, is
2: that there is so much that's unknown here. So people have no, no idea. Like, when are the buses going to start moving again? When is there going to be traffic? Is there going to are there going to be deliveries? You know, and, and so all that unknown just feeds into our sense of fear and anxiety and being, you know, those of us who are really trying to practice social distancing, we feel that sense of disconnection and social distancing can so easily cross that line into
1: social isolation. Right, right, right. And, And that's tough. Yeah, so, so what would you say, you know, to, to all of our listeners from all over the country, like when you're, you start feeling those feelings around anxiety and then depression and, and lack of connection, what would you say to these people? Well, first of all,
2: it is so important for everybody to know that you're not alone, that right everybody who's in their individual apartment is feeling the same thing. And there is a lot of comfort in that because we feel small and alone and powerless, and we can't go out and give somebody a hug or talk to somebody um, or give somebody a hard time, (laughs) the way we do in New York, you know? And we can't do that. And so we are prisoners kind of in our own mind and we get a lot of mixed messages from the universe from the tv from radio from newspapers from, from our, twitter from twitter from social <laughs> media from all of it you know and that those mixed messages creates our anxiety and uncertainty and lack of trust And can lead to a sense that, you know, the isolation can lead to depression. And so it's really important to try and combat that, but also to know that holding it in is not the best choice.
1: Right, right. Because a lot of people don't know what to do with that, right? Mm -hmm. And so there's a tendency for a lot of us to just kind of push those feelings down. Correct. That's absolutely
2: correct. And also, when we do that, they don't disappear. (laughs) They just find another little place to hide. And what happens is we begin to, as, as that accumulates, it's like filling up a pressure cooker and putting a little bit more in and a little bit more in and a little bit more in. And we've actually been doing that since we were young. And so much of our fear, Liz, is driven by what we experienced growing up as kids. Mm, um, interesting. Yes. Well, it, well, it's true, and and we carry inside of us those things that made us feel afraid as children. And so it's really, really important to do a little bit of self exploration and to think about. Uh, what is it about this fear that touches me personally? You know, how does it resemble what I grew up with? And this is something that I say to my clients and myself all the time. When it feels hysterical, it's historical.
0: Wow! (laughs) Wow. (laughs) That's the sound of my mind blowing. Say that again for (laughs) everybody.
2: Yeah, when it feels hysterical... It's historical.
0: All right, explain that. I'd love some, some more detail. On okay, that. so
2: so I'd be happy to do that because I was le- I was leading a group the other day and we were talking about this.
0: And I,
2: you know, really believe in being able to disclose and share a little bit about myself. So when I was 12 years old, my dad died. Right. And mm-hmm. it was devastating for me. And so I was really raised by a single parent. From that time on, I had many losses in my life, but the wound from that loss created in me, at a very young age, a fear of abandonment, a fear of being left alone, a fear of being isolated, a fear of not being able to get in touch with people, a fear of not seeing people. And through the years in my own personal work, I learned to understand that and also to understand how it drives me and that I have to say to myself all the time, Louise, it's not, you're not 12 years old. You're however old you are right now. It's 2020. It's 2010. And your dad didn't just die. And you can't get in touch with somebody, but that doesn't mean that something's wrong. It doesn't mean that they're abandoning you. And so I constantly, you know, have had to say to myself over the years, put that where it belongs. Put it back with that 12-year-old self, that little girl that lives inside of you, and give her some comfort. But,
1: you know... Mm, That's interesting.
2: Yeah. You know, my present day self, she's not 12, but that still is underlying some of my fear about exactly what's happening now. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That makes sense? Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. So are you saying then that that 12 year old little Louise that's inside Mm -hmm. is getting triggered or, or could get triggered in times like this where, you know, where we're, You're feeling fear and and isolation.
2: Exactly, Liz. And and in fact, I know she is. And I have to, you know, I have to make an effort every day to take care of her. But there is also for me, and I think for other people too, a lot of comfort in knowing where my fear comes from, that it's not just out of the blue. Right.
1: So if people don't know, let's just say where their Mm -hmm. fear is coming from, um, what would be a recommendation uh, from you to maybe invest, like how would one investigate something like that?
2: Well, it's a good question, Liz, because goodness knows we have a ton of time to be with ourselves right now. And we can take that time to be able to look back and to look at chunks of our life and to look at times when things were a little out of control or when else did you feel this way or who else made you feel this way in your life and to be able to start to look at it, to stay connected to our family, old friends, and to talk about, do you remember what went on in our lives do you remember what that was like? Because sometimes people will be better history historians than uh, than you actually are, and they can jog your memory.
1: That sounds great and really, really fascinating. And and what about those people say that don't really have, or maybe they don't speak to their family members, or they have, they don't really have that those connections available to them? Yeah. Well,
2: we all have our internal resources and our own memories. And we have plenty of time now uh, during the day to be able to set aside a couple of minutes to be able to really spend valuable time with ourselves and to look at the past And to think about where it comes from. We don't need another person. We can look back and, you know, it may not be in the distant past. It may be in the near past. It may be um, a sense of time when, you know, things just went awry, when you lost a job, or when you got evicted from an apartment, or something that you were looking forward to fell apart. Those things, too, will come up now and fuel what's going on for you in terms of fear and anxiety and worry. Right. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't have to be, you know, when I was five years old, when I was 12 years old. It could be when I was 25, 35, 40, whatever.
0: And do Mm -hmm. you recommend that um, people, you know, we all have the time, like you said. Right. Do you recommend that people do this kind of work on their own without uh, the support of um, like a licensed psychotherapist like yourself or somebody else who's licensed to, you know, support people in mental health crises? Do you recommend that?
2: Well, I think there's a lot that we can do on our own, but I also really recommend staying connected to a professional. And, you know, now is the time to be able to do that because lots of things will come up. And we need somebody who's not in a way emotionally invested in our lives to be able to listen. Being listened to is one of the most important things that can help us to heal. And also somebody to give us some feedback and another perception of the way we're looking at what's going on. And what's happened. So I highly recommend it because I think it just helps and it can also calm you down and give you some coping mechanisms.
0: Right. 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 People are um, worried about money and it makes sense, right? So, mm-hmm. Uh, last week, Liz and I talked a little bit about therapists and certain coaches maybe doing things on a on a sliding scale. Um, but what if you have no money? And really, I could see people hoarding their cash because right. if we're talking four to nine months, not working for four to nine months means that people, some people are going to be devastated uh, financially.
2: Here's the good news. You know, I was here during 9-11 and all of... Us who are in the mental health field considered ourselves first responders in terms of another area that needed attention to. And Governor Cuomo, who's been extraordinary, talked about this yesterday on television uh, in his address to New York City. And he said that he wants to reactivate that that network that was in place after 9-11 where um, mental health professionals donated their time. We volunteered to go into communities to do all these different things, of course. And he said, nobody's going anywhere. Everybody's staying home online. But he's going to create a database of therapists, psychologists, uh, mental health counselors who are willing to donate time for free for wow. people who need
0: that's amazing yes and yeah i didn't know that that was a thing at all but I, I mean i was in atlanta right after 9-11 so right that's that's fantastic i'm so glad to hear that because i think it's so important right now mm-hmm. and um i hope the message gets out there that people have availability and people take advantage of this this yes. network
2: you know like some people absolutely are going to want to stay to Connected to their own therapists or their own groups, but there needs to be this opportunity for people who have no money, yeah, right, who have no resources, who've never done this before,
1: yeah. So, what about those with substance abuse issues, Louise? What can they do?
2: Well, this for some people, this is a time bomb waiting to happen because part of the disease of substance abuse is isolation. Mm -hmm. and we are all Mm -hmm. isolated and so we really have to be careful to be able to not give into that there are um you can look up online but there are a lot of 12 step groups that are functioning online so that there are meetings all day long there is a woman and i can't remember her name but i'm sure that you can google her now she uh is a person in recovery who lost her sobriety during Hurricane Sandy. And she Mm. has created a network online to be able to help people who are struggling alone with uh, their sobriety, with eating disorders, with all kinds of uh, drug and alcohol problems. And so there's lots of opportunities out there for people to connect.
1: Well, that's great to know. And I know there's a lot of a lot of us out there, myself included, who I'd like to comfort eat. Yeah, me and
0: too. <laughs> Wouldn't we all? <laughs> <laughs> and I comfort eat sugary things, which I know oh. normally is a bad thing. And now is even worse because it's not even like I'm going outside as often as i usually am I even if it's just my daily commute right so i know this <laughs> it's weird because i know this in my brain and my brain is going what are you doing why are you eating <laughs> you're mm-hmm. not going outside but you do it anyway because you want to comfort yes. your
2: spirit <laughs> it's the easiest way to do it
0: yeah you mm-hmm. know
1: mm-hmm.
2: well okay and those are some of my issues too and so i was really aware when i stocked up my refrigerator and my pantry about what i was buying and i stayed away from sugar cuz i thought oh boy if i get nervous in here i'm just going to be eating oreos and you know
1: <laughs> it would be nuts right. mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that's actually a very good point you know going to the grocery store stocking up and just not buying the sugary or the items or the potato chips and just have more of the healthy snacks right. um, in your cupboard and filled your fridge filled with everything that's right. healthy. Then you actually have no choice. You have to eat that. Right. In the middle of the night.
0: Exactly. Right. And you have right. to make an effort. You would then have to make an effort to get the sugary food.
2: And, and the thing is, is I... <laughs> right. <laughs> Exactly. You have to make a very deliberate choice. And I don't believe in deprivation. So I also said to myself at that point, Louise, if you need a piece of chocolate, there is a grocery store down the block. Go buy yourself Mm -hmm. a piece of chocolate. You just don't have to get a box of candy and keep it in the house.
1: Right,
0: right. That's absolutely, yeah. So I want to go back to the idea the similar idea with alcohol, right? Yes, because one of the ways that um, people are going to find to cope in situations like this is drinking. You bet. Um, and you know, but, I have never really been a drinker on my own, so I don't drink at home alone, uh huh. Um, generally, but I know people who do that, um, yes. at home, and that's their way to cope and actually those are the people I'm worried about not the people who already have sus- substance abuse issues although they are in a category on their own and they have to maintain their support I'm worried about the people who are going to slide into it through circumstance honestly yeah.
2: well that what we need to know because this is really important is alcohol can make you feel better in the moment But the truth is you're going to go to sleep and wake up and all the same things are going to be there. And so, and the uh, effect of uh, a lot of drinking, it's kind of a boomerang effect and you end up depressed on the other end of it. It's because of the way your body metabolizes the sugar in the alcohol. So it's that sugar thing again. And it... It's so important to try not, to try to find a substitute, you know, to really, I, 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 when you asked me to do this, I thought, you know, a very important thing to talk about is identifying our internal and external resources. You know, so one resource for somebody who's not an alcoholic can be to have a cocktail on Friday night, you know, mm-hmm. um, do it on Friday night get some friends on Zoom and have a cocktail. Right. And don't, and call it a day. And then also try to find some things that'll take the place of that cocktail. You know, um, uh, a nice hot bath, a delicious dinner that you make for yourself, a really heart-to-heart conversation with a friend. Mm -hmm. Oh, I like that one. Yeah, all done without alcohol. Right. And right. it's hard. Well, I, mm-hmm. I agree because I have, you know, I, I noticed in my refrigerator, I have a great bottle of wine that somebody gave me for a Christmas present. I'm not opening. What, what am I going to do with an entire bottle of wine? Well, right. you don't want
0: to waste it. So you're going to drink right. it. More, right. Right. Exactly. <laughs> and that, that,
2: that defeats the purpose of sharing right, it know. with some good friends in four
0: months. You know what I've noticed along the lines of what you've just said? What? Um, What I've noticed this week is sort of celebrities and other people like that coming together and providing social activities like togetherness activities. So, so for example, a couple of things I've seen. So a couple of um, musicians have done concerts on instagram live so i took in a john legend concert something i've never been able to do before mm, wow I got a, yeah i got a john legend concert just that's for cool me. <laughs> and how many our thousands of people that were watching him that day Couple other things I noticed. Somebody had suggested on Twitter that um, everybody watch Beyonce's Homecoming on Netflix at the same time, um, oh, nice. which it seemed like a lot of people tuned in to do that. I did not get to do that because I completely forgotten about it, and it had already started when I, you know, I was I was I was mainlining Rachel Rachel Maddow that night. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> um, and then last night, actually, this was I actually joined this one last night. There is a DJ who is who has been playing music like you're in a club um on Instagram as well and last night was a big night for him he had like a hundred thousand people watching and I actually popped in and Yesterday, I'd, ha- I'd kind of been descending into a low mood over the course of the day. Yesterday, I'd started to notice I popped in and just a few minutes of dancing and listening to some really cool music <laughs> <laughs> made me feel a lot better before I ended up getting up and going to bed. So I think these communal activities are springing up. I so agree. we've got to just pay at- pay attention and look out for them because they're actually happening. All these things that you're recommending are actually happening right now, yeah. and I think it's so awesome, at least the ones that I, um, I've i been participating in.
1: Oh, absolutely.
2: Yeah, I'm a theater person, and there is an app called, uh, what is it, Broadway? It's not Broadway.com, but there's a, a Broadway app that has uh, recordings of Broadway shows, so I'm going to get together with a friend of mine in California, and together we are going to watch uh, one of the productions that they have on tape and pre- oh, that's pre- awesome. and pretend that we're in the theater together because we go to the theater a lot and you know to share something that I love like that with somebody else
1: you know it, it sounds exciting to me
0: yeah, I, I think so too that's fun hmm
1: and now that we're on the subject of the things we we can do and our and different mm-hmm. resources and whatnot, um, let's veer it over to some of the positives that have come out of this. I know Louise, you had mentioned uh, through our kind of pre-show chat that within certain groups that you're running on Zoom, I found it fascinating that some people were coming up with some positives throughout all of that amazing there was one guy who said he, he felt really guilty
2: and he said you know i just have to say that there's a part of this that's making me really happy so i said i'm curious what what is that and he said well he he uh is a very busy lawyer and he's been you know quarantining at home with his family and he said for the last seven days I have had dinner every night with my whole family, with my wife and my children. That's and awesome. He, yeah. And he said, I haven't done that in 10 years. He said, and wow. then after dinner, we all took the dog and took the dog for a walk and spent some time together. And he said, And then I was watching TV afterwards and my daughter came into the living room and curled up next to me and said, you know, daddy, I want to spend some time with you. Well, it just brought tears to my eyes because Mm. he never would have gotten that before. And I think the upside of this is we are going to have to take a look at our lives and what's really important And the things that matter and the things that, you know, sustain our heart and soul and the people Mm -hmm. we love and care about. So I think, Liz, that on the upside, those are some possibilities that we have for experience. I spent two hours (laughs) eating lunch with my old college roommate on Zoom. A couple of days. Ago. Oh,
1: awesome! It
2: was awesome. You know, we traded recipes, we reminisced, we hadn't done that in years. And we see each other quite often, but it was
1: wonderful. Absolutely. Yeah. And for myself, I have had all these wonderful long conversations with friends of mine and old friends of mine and people who, you know, everybody lives Busy lives. So it's very difficult to actually have a phone conversation with somebody for more than 10 minutes, right? Usually we're all texting. And so it was just such a breath of fresh air for me. And I felt great uh, when I got off the phone several times in the last week with old friends and just reminiscing and having hour long conversations the way we used to do when we were teenagers. And (laughs) that felt really good. Yeah. What about you, Lisa?
0: Yeah, I've had a couple of uh, catch-ups like that myself this week, Uh, but I've been spending a lot of time thinking about it from the other side because I've been kind of in my very quiet place and um, everybody, most people I know are sort of all over the world and people might be afraid, I think. I think part of it might be a fear of reaching out because you don't know if you're going to be rejected during this time. You bet. Absolutely. Uh, and, and are you just reaching out to me now because this is going on? And you have nothing better to do. Right. And you have nothing better to do. And what kind of conversations might happen because of that? Mm-hmm. So, you know, um, <laughs> you know, it might take some time for some people right. um, versus others.
2: I think so, too. And I know? was making a joke with a friend because I, too, am basically an introvert. So I said to her, I said, so what's the problem with not talking or seeing anybody for a month? I don't get it. I was making a joke.
0: (laughs) But I mean, I'm with you, Louise. I don't understand what the problem is. Yeah, I know. People don't seem to get it. But I understand on the flip side of it, too, um, you know, how there could be some some really deep things there. Yes. And, you know, I wonder if now's the time to try to address those. Well, you know. I would caution against some of that um,
2: unless you have the time and the willingness on the part of the other person to address that. Because
0: otherwise, as well as the support. I mean, I think if you're not in touch with a therapist and you can't process that stuff with somebody else who's supportive and understands on the other side, you know, then we could end up having conversations that create a greater rift than what exists today. So those are things that I've been thinking about. Yeah, relates to that, because I know a lot of people are coming together and people feel that need. And times like this does, you know, deaths, things like this, kind of bring that feeling up. But I think sometimes if you're not going to properly address it, Mm -hmm. then what are we doing? Well,
2: exactly. And, and an outlet is so important. Like the other day, I had Led two groups, incredibly emotional in both of them. And there I was sitting at nine o'clock at night, holding all of this. And I knew I needed just some support and connection. So I tried to think of who in my life would be awake and willing at that point. And I called a friend, and she was great. But it was too much to hold on my own. You know, right. and I, I just needed that support and that friendly voice and that compassion from another human being.
0: Hmm. Yeah. Excellent.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I do. I wonder if, if you're interested at all. I do have some very practical things that people can do to. Absolutely.
0: <laughs> yeah. hundred percent. I think, I think people are looking for things that they actually can do regardless of what the situation yeah. the situation is.
2: Well, It is so important, I think you said it earlier, Lisa, to make sure that you focus on the facts. It's so easy to get caught up in some of the hysteria that's Mm -hmm. out there. And so to really look for the facts, whether it's in a newspaper that you trust or a briefing, uh, like from uh, Mario Cuomo, which is, I mean, uh, Andrew Cuomo, which is very fact-based It's a good thing. It helps to calm you down because we need to be able to trust and believe in the people that we're listening to. Um, Creating a structure for yourself. I I can't uh, say how important that is because we. one of the things that we're losing now is the structure of our lives. We're not getting up and going to work. We're not Taking a particular lunch hour, we're not meeting people uh, for dinner or a meal or a meeting. And so it's so important to create a structure for yourself, and then a way to stay uh, accountable for what's going on like. Ch- like I have an exercise buddy now. and we're going to do stretching and a little bit of walking every day. And just check in with each other and say, I've done it. It's, you know, check off my list. Um, That's really important to be able to express your feelings in a lot of different ways. People can journal. You could draw. You could listen to music. If you play music, practice your instrument.
0: Does it make sense for me to um, go dig out my crochet stuff?
2: Oh, yeah. to hear you say that there's a (laughs) quilt that I've been working on that I haven't finished and I'm going to go to my storage unit and I'm going to get that quilt and finish it
0: yeah, I I pulled, I actually did do this the other day, I pulled down all of my crochet stuff. <laughs> um, I taught myself to crochet a few years ago and I pulled that stuff down and I was looking at the yarn that I actually have and I'm like, well, this will be a multicolored, very ugly quilt that I'll be making, but it'll be fine. But now I can't find my needle. So um, oh. at least the one I like to work with. So I'm going to search around for that. I'm sure it's around here somewhere. But, <laughs> but yeah, I pulled it down and I was like, oh, I'll make a quarantine quilt. (laughs) Hey, that's a great thing. (laughs) I bet there
2: are uh, groups online of quilters. I know that there's one in New York City, Gotham Quilters. Oh, cool. Check that out. Yeah, check it out. They're now fully online. Um, uh, In terms of a a therapeutic piece that people can do is, and I talked about it a little bit earlier when we were talking, Liz, about being able to find that internal part of yourself that's kind of like your higher self that has compassion and curiosity and wisdom and is wise and to contact that part of you and stay in touch with that part of you a couple of minutes every day. We have the internal resources to be able to comfort ourselves and you just have to look and locate it. And then to find the external resources of a person or people in your life that make you feel safe or calm. And make sure that a couple times a week you are in contact with one of those people. Because, the, you know, sometimes just the sound of uh, a friend's voice doesn't even matter what they're saying, just kind of brings you down to earth.
1: Yeah, that's, that sounds amazing. And, and when you talk about internal resources and finding mm-hmm. that part of yourself that has the compassion and whatnot, mm-hmm. um, are there any kind of exercises maybe somebody could do, um, you know? Yes, yes whether it be journaling or or even some, some exercise that you can think of for somebody to maybe get in touch with that part that they're not really used to doing all that much on an everyday basis. Yes.
2: Very simply. You could take a little quiet time, turn off all social media and everything else and just be quiet with yourself and go inside and look for that part of you because you will find it, that part of you that's calm and wise and compassionate and you can talk to that part of you, or it's a great idea, Liz, to have that part of you write you a letter, and to tell: oh, you I like
1: that.: Yeah, and
2: to tell you it's going to be OK, and to give mm-hmm. you support and love. I mean, because we've all mm-hmm. got it in there, and you can make it very concrete. And so when you're feeling really bad, paste that up on your refrigerator and take a look at that letter. And remember, you're not alone. You've got that peace inside of you. Right. Right.
1: Yeah.
2: I love that. Yeah. But another thing that's really important is we all have people, not only in our past, who have wounded us and traumatized us, but people who have been inspiring and role models and given us comfort and taught us about what what's the difference between right and wrong and how to live and it would be great and sometimes these people aren't living but to you carry them inside and to remember that they helped you get through difficult times and the memory of who they are And some interactions between the two of you can help you through this moment,
1: too. Right, right. And when you say interactions between the two of you, what does that look like? Well, I remember,
2: like my Aunt Miriam, who was just such an important person in my life. You know, after my dad died, I was sitting up in my bedroom, we're Jewish, and so there was shiva going on, and she just came up to me. And sat next to me and held my hand and told me all the ways in which it was going to be okay. And all these years later, I still remember what the touch of her hand felt like Mm. and the words that she used. And I'll never forget that. So when I'm feeling alone right now, I think about my Aunt Miriam.
1: Mm -hmm. Right. You know. Yeah. Um, Yeah.
2: Yeah. So we've all got people like that in our lives, and those are important memories for us to hold on to. Also.
0: Oh my goodness, Mm -hmm. Louise! You better stop. I'm going to start crying here. (laughs) (laughs) Not a good (laughs)
1: look. And and the one, yeah,
0: Yeah, the tears are starting to bubble up for me
1: too.
2: The three Ls crying together. I (laughs) know. Well,
0: we have long since said that crying is badass. So it is. Oh yeah. If that's what you need to do, definitely
2: badass.
0: Go ahead and cry. Oh, then I'm
2: definitely a badass person.
0: I'm a (laughs) (laughs) exactly.
1: But yeah, you bring up an excellent point, Lisa. And just, you know, like Louise was saying earlier on, you know, for us to have our feelings, a friend of mine confided in me the other day saying, you know, Liz, I rarely cry. In fact, I don't remember the last time I cried, but yet I had a crying spell for most of the day. And she said, I just felt amazing. I said, Oh, I know. I'm the hugest fan of crying. It's like, I always feel great after a good
0: cry. Yeah. So
1: I highly, highly recommend it.
0: Yeah. If that's, if that's what you're feeling to do, go ahead and go ahead and go cry. for I, mean, I mean, Louise yep. was just, she, as she was talking, I just kept thinking about my grandfather, which, you mm. know, um, yeah. yeah. Oh, you're yeah. going to stop. I'm going to stop there and let's go from <laughs> crying to laughter. How about
2: okay. that? <laughs> yeah. That, Love Lisa. laughing. Yes. <laughs> it, it is imperative. I have tried to, for a couple of years, not go to bed without laughing before I fall asleep. So I will always, you know, I DVR a lot on my TV because I usually don't get time to watch it, but I always make sure that the last thing I watch is something funny that will make me laugh or a dumb movie or, you know... Uh, Trevor Noah or Stephen Colbert or a good romantic comedy—something that will right. make
0: me laugh. I agree with you, and I'll—I'll I'll even kind of. Say, I noticed this week myself, because I'm a big fan of the Housewives shows, right? Mm -hmm. And they're not necessarily always funny. And (laughs) on Sunday, the Real Housewives of Atlanta, I kind of knew what was coming because of the previews. And I knew it was not going to be a great show. And I found myself putting it off and putting it off watching it until I felt like I was in a much better place to actually take that show in, Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it was a bad show because it was like, it was like they were fighting amongst their friends and you see that all the time and that's, the, that's kind of the fun part of it. That's mm-hmm. the guilty pleasure part of watching that show and I just couldn't watch it. And all week I have been searching for, uh, comedies, stuff I haven't watched before. I actually just started watching Shit's Creek, which everybody says is really good. Uh-huh. Um, I'm waiting for the good, but <laughs> <laughs> people keep telling me I just have to kind of like slug through it. So I'm waiting. I'm waiting for it to get really good. But um, watching stand up comedy, uh, yes. stand up comedy on Netflix, which you know I-, I love, by the way. But just rewatching stuff that I've watched before, I might have yes. forgotten uh watching one of my favorite ones which is delirious by eddie murphy i'm sorry (laughs) but i love that one it always gets me in a good mood um so so i agree with you just really kind of finding Mm -hmm. the humor in things oh goodness um yeah yeah, just finding the humor in things or making sure you're in a good headspace to watch anything that may not be humorous right Mm
1: Yeah, oh, absolutely. I know yesterday Paul and I, you know, we were bickering for part of the day, you know, close quarters and all. And we start we stopped and we started watching a movie or something. And um <laughs> and the actor had a really terrible like Brooklyn accent. And so Paul was imitating him and just kept imitating him. And we were laughing so hard, like I couldn't stop for about an hour. <laughs> and we looked at each other and we said, this is what we have to do more of is laugh together. Yeah. And it was just so amazing. Like we had such a good time.
2: Well, yeah. you know what? I mean, I know this cause it's my business, but it actually activates certain hormonal things in your body that create happiness. When we laugh, it changes the uh, chemical makeup. And so it's,
1: you know, there's a lot to be said for that, actually. Yeah. Wow, that's that's interesting. Uh-huh. Yeah, and it's kind of like, exactly, it's, you know, when we live our everyday lives and, you know, we all have our jobs and our mm-hmm. stress around our jobs and whatnot. And so often, even though stru- structure is so important and I get it, but sometimes, um, at least in my family, what we do is we fall into that. And so we end up having that, a structure around okay so we're gonna have dinner and then we're gonna watch it uh, we're gonna go to sleep but with this just throws everything upside down on its head and so Paul and I are finding ourselves you know acting like little kids and laughing at this show and that show and I have to say that's one of the positives at least for me mm-hmm. that has come out of this whole thing oh that's it's so just nuts. really that connection of you know of you know, laughter and fun and playfulness, which normally, you know, on an everyday basis, we don't do a whole lot of. So, so I think too, like just kind of find the, find what is happening that's positive.
2: I agree. Absolutely, Liz, you know, and, and also to not think that, okay, I'm going to have to be doing this for four months, five months, six months. There's a, you know, a slogan in the 12-step world of one day at a time. And I think that that will help us all so much is just to take what's in front of us and to make the most of it and to be able to deal with, okay, you know, what am I going to eat today? What am I going to do today? What can make me happy today? And then to be able to go to sleep and wake up the next day because otherwise it becomes overwhelming.
0: Yeah, if right. you, if you have to right. think four to nine months, like, oh god! Yeah. I mean, just don't even don't. No, even think can't it. go there. So don't go can't there. Can't go there. No, yeah, it's too much. Yeah. yeah, right. Don't go there.
2: Right, and 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 I don't usually tell people to compartmentalize, you know, in my field, but I'll tell them compartmentalize now, just today. <laughs> don't think right. about the future.
0: Yeah, just focus right. on today. Yeah, right. that right. totally right. makes sense. Right,
2: and one other thing we we talked about a little bit in, in the. Beginning is we have to pay attention to our bodies. You know, one of the hardest things is being in a confined space. Mm -hmm. And so to find some ways uh, through yoga, through uh, weight bearing exercise, if you feel uncomfortable or unsafe going out, Um, And this combines humor and exercise. Somebody sent, I have people who are sending me the funniest things on social media. And this was about exercise. And it's a, a little, very short video of a guy who he takes dishwashing liquid. He's in his kitchen and he's putting it all over the floor. And he's got his, I don't remember whether he was barefoot or had his sneakers on, but he holds on to the edge of the sink. And he starts to move his feet as if he's on a treadmill. And because the dishwasher <laughs> is on the floor, he looks like he's on a treadmill. And I laughed so hard. But I thought, hell, he's, you know, he's getting his exercise. So we can be inventive
1: and funny. Yeah. <laughs> right.
0: That's hilarious.
1: That's awesome. amazing.
0: Yeah. yeah. Louise, thank you so much for joining us today. Where can people find you if they need to get in touch or they want to get in touch with you?
2: Oh, that's a a good question. I think the best place is through email. And my email address is my last name, L-I-P-M-A-N, then NYC1 at
0: AOL.com. All right, excellent. So Lipman, nyc one at AOL.com. And we'll also put that in the show notes so people can get access to it as well.
1: Terrific. Louise. Yeah. Thank you so much. I was so excited about this podcast and thank you for being our very first (laughs) guest. It's just been (laughs) such a, such a joy having you on and and talking to you and hearing all your tips and, and, Listening to all your your wisdom, so thank you very much.
2: Oh, thank you both for inviting me. You know, it's in my field. I'm used to giving back and being of service, and so this is hard. And I was so thrilled when you asked me to do this, Liz. So thank you too. I got so much out of it, and I just want to say because you did say that we've known each other a long time, that it makes me so proud of you to see you and Lisa Mm -hmm. doing this amazing thing so
1: it just warms my heart thank you thank you you, Louise you're welcome and you are our first (laughs) badass (laughs) Yes. and thank you all for listening I hope you got a lot out of this podcast today and be
0: safe yeah take care of yourselves take care of each other and as always be a badass yep be a badass. See you next time.